What's going on, Todd? Welcome back. Hey, Felix. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. A lot happened since December, since we last hung out. I know. So for the listeners, since, you know, most of my followers, they know me from the crypto space, the metaverse space. Uh, I want to give a quick background on who you are, what you do, and then we'll tie back in a little bit why, you know, for example, Hartman Metaverse Ventures invested in Subpack and what it is that you do that I think is so important for where the future is going. So let's take a step back. Tell me about you. You are the founder, nice. co-founder, and CEO of Subpack. What exactly does Subpack do? Well, we're changing the world, and we believe that people should feel sound, and that that is the key to immersive experiences. So we're on this mission to change the way that people experience media. And uh, you know, it's been several years that we've been working on this project, and every year that goes by, we realize how big this idea is and the impact it's gonna have on humanity. So it started back with my co-founder working in the studio, uh, John, uh, also my best friend, and he started playing around with a sub in a, in a seat that he had and realized very quickly that there was a better way to experience what he was experiencing and a more efficient way of doing this. And we brought on some very smart people and figured out a way to bring high fidelity tactile audio to the media experience. Mm -hmm. And we've been developing the tech ever since, and we'll get into some more details on what that actually means. But um, suffice it to say that that kicked off what you know, Subpack is and what it, where it's going. Um, so that's something that we're excited awesome. about. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. You know, nowadays, the, in the last year, the term metaverse has been like thrown around a lot. And nobody really used it before. Before that, you know, people talked about AR and VR. And even when you, you know, back in 2018, I recorded a video for YouTube where I talked about virtual reality and even augmented reality. And I said, you know, it's not just goggles, right? That's just, what, is, what do these words, words mean? Virtual reality means it's a reality that's not actually there. Augmented reality meaning make reality feel more, right? And so people have been like hyper-focusing on the uh, headsets and so forth, but really, even listening to music is a form of augmented reality. Why? Because like it's not actually there, right? right? So you guys have been working on in this technically in this metaverse space, this ARVR space for a long, long time. But you have a music background, so maybe you can like kind of dive in how when Subpack first started, um, what were like the first applications and how did that roadmap lead us to where now you have you know vests that, for example, gamers wear, right? So yeah, I mean, music is in the DNA of the company, and that's really where it started. And it started actually as a tool for producers. Mm -hmm. um, if you think of, of going to a concert, it's a, it's a visceral experience. You feel it throughout your body. Yeah. And so for producers, it's really important to be able to recreate that so that they can produce appropriately for the audience. And so um, we effectively gave any producer the equivalent of a massive studio um, in a small package that they could use anywhere, anytime without disturbing people around them. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also extremely accurate, more accurate than you could ever uh, imagine. So that's, that's, you know, the fidelity that we've been able to achieve has been years of working with all these producers that we, uh, that we work with. So that was the initial application of the mm -hmm. technology was to help creators create better music. Um, but the bigger play is, is, is on the consumption side. Mm -hmm and uh, bringing this experience to all these to all these different types of media experiences um, but you know music is core to what we do it's how we actually experience music when we go to a live 
event, yep. it's visceral. I mean, you feel it throughout your body. And when we listen on headphones, we, we don't get that. Right. And so to really recreate what the live music experience is, you need to feel it. And that's, uh, and that's what we do. And that's, it's funny because I think that's one of the most common pushbacks people give about virtual reality is that they say, you know, it, it will never be like that physical experience. Like go, you said concert, and concert is a perfect example because people say like, yeah, you can, you know, watch a YouTube stream. Yeah, you could put on headphones right. and maybe even have 8D sound, but it just won't be the feeling like you're on the lawn of a massive festival, you feel the bass going through your bones, right? And you're physically there. Exactly. Right. That's, that's where presence comes from, mm -hmm. is that, that visceral feeling. Uh, and sound waves are constantly you know, interacting with our bodies. Our bodies are very good at sensing uh, sound. Mm -hmm. And so we, we know people think, oh, it's just, you know, it's just vision and, and hearing, but feeling is such an important part of what presence is. Yeah. And, and a concert is a, is a great example of that. But it, but it happens in, a, in every experience. If there's an explosion that goes off, you feel the sound waves. Right. And so your brain expects that. And when it doesn't happen, then you don't feel like you're there. And so presence and immersion necessarily means being able to feel it. Mm -hmm. It's sight, sound, and feeling. And um, yeah, that's what, we're, that's what we're focused on. That was, that was the fascinating part. The more I started experimenting with uh, virtual reality, the more I realized reality really is perception because your mind get, tricks you into believing all kinds of things right? right you stand on a high ledge visually and and you start like you know feeling uncertain like oh no i can't fall like and you get uh you know your, your hair starts raising <laughs> right or with the audio experience you know let's say you're watching an action movie right and there's a big explosion but you're listening to it through like headphones that sound like a toaster you know versus like a really good audio experience you right. you might actually you know shriek back even though Technically, your brain should know like that explosion is not there, exactly. right? So if you have a good visual experience and then you add an audio layer to it, like a really immersive one, like what else was needed to you know create a reality that is similar to ours, right? Exactly. And it and and in, in VR, that's one of the things that we really realized is how important it was to be able to to feel the environment, to feel mm -hmm. sound, to feel um, what you're interacting with, and. Um, a switch goes off in your brain mm -hmm. when all of those things line up, when the visual, the auditory, and the feeling all come together, and you actually feel like you're somewhere else. And that's where true immersion comes from, um, regardless of the experience that you're, that you're in. And so when it comes to immersion too, I think one of the important things is to forget that you are having an experience. Right. Right. And... I think the thing that's held VR back for many years is that it's always gadgety, right? For for only now people are kind of respecting the headset, but until recently it was like you have to stop everything you're doing. It takes like ten minutes to set up, and then you enter it. It's kind of heavy and clunky, always readjusting. Right. And the same thing goes with other experiences, whether that it was Google Glasses kind of failed, you know, Snapchat spectacles kind of failed, you know. Yeah. How do you view, you know? creating immersion when you're like creating these really immersive experiences when you're still tied to the hardware in the physical world i mean for us we think embedding our technology in places where people are already going to be mm -hmm. is the easiest way to reduce that friction um, so taking our technology and building it into seats so mm -hmm. you don't have to do anything other than sit down um, we're working with major automotive companies to take our technology and build it into their seats because it's a place where people are going to be experiencing media for 
in long periods of their day. People spend on average eight hours a day in the wow. car and soon those cars are going to be driving themselves. Mm -hmm. So the question becomes, what are you doing in the car? Um, and we think it's where you're going to be listening to music, you're going to be watching a movie, you're going to be playing a video game, or if you have a Tesla, you're going to be making music in the back. Hell yeah. <laughs> so it's a, it's a perfect opportunity to provide this immersive experience for people and make it really easy for the average person. Same thing with a, a cinema seat or a gaming chair mm -hmm. um, or a backpack. Things that you already have, uh, things that you already do, we're not having to change behavior, but you're just getting a more immersive experience uh, on account of the technology that's in what you're using. And since, so I, I was able to experience it, and you know, like the, 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 the couple examples I always give is like, if you're watching, I was watching a, a trailer I'm trying to remember which trail it was. I think it was for a video game. It might have been a Call of Duty, and there was like rain falling, and you could yeah. feel the rain falling, right? Yeah. So for a lot of the listeners, they probably haven't tried this pack yet or anything similar, because the, the truth is, many of the haptics players they they cost like five figures, right? Like right. I think a Tesla suit is like ten thousand dollars or something like that. So the vast majority of you know consumers have never experienced this. So maybe you can explain a little bit like how that technology works like what exactly does it do because like when when you say sound immersion like what happens and maybe some of this proprietary but you can maybe kind of give a overview yeah for sure so um, there's there's you know two big areas that we focus on and that the technology um is uh, is focused on mm -hmm. the hardware is the starting point mm -hmm. and that's where you know, we focused our first couple of years was to really figure out how to get the hardware to a point where we could achieve a high fidelity experience. And so that was our focus. And, and we use membranes and transducers in combination to provide a, a, a basically a vibration field across the full surface area of the product. And so it doesn't feel it feels like it's coming throughout your body. And we're using we're you know taking advantage of bone conduction. We're taking advantage of a number of uh, perceptual ways that people experience vibrations to trick your brain into f to make you think that you're feeling sound, mm -hmm. even though it's completely quiet. So it's a hard thing to describe, and I'm clearly not doing a great job at describing it, because we just don't really have the words to describe how it makes you feel. But when people try it, it instantly, they get it. And it's like, ah, this is what it, this is what it feels like if I'm at a concert, for example. Mm -hmm to feel sound. Um, despite the fact that there's no noise made, your brain interprets it as sound. And so that was the starting point for us. And we you know, realized pretty soon after we got to a certain point with the hardware that it's also very dependent on the content. Mm -hmm. And so some content is made and feels am amazing. Um, other content, not so much. And so what we've focused on over the last couple of years is developing the software to analyze the content mm -hmm. in real time and then adapt it so that it optimally feels good. Mm -hmm. And that allows us to work with any type of content, regardless of how it was made or how it was produced, and that changes in real time. Um, but to analyze it and then change it and make sure that it feels good, feels mm -hmm. natural, and feels immersive. Um, which also gets around a, a chicken and egg problem in haptics. Yeah. Because in, if you take a different approach, you're having to author specifically for some type of standard, which one doesn't really exist, or if it does, you have to go and author it's all content. Correct, that's not scalable and extremely scalable. expensive too. Exactly, so, so our solution 
allows us to work with all legacy content, all real-time content, and all future content. Um, so it, it solves that problem, and it's something that we're really excited about. That's amazing. And that, yeah. that also kind of what attracted me to it, um, into, to investing in you, because ultimately a lot of pushback, you know, I, I've gotten was like, you know, hardware companies are really hard, right? Yeah. But I was like, it might look like a hardware company, but really right. it's a software company where, you know, whether you're applying this technology to music, movies, games, and whether you're doing it through jackets, car seats, or movie theater seats, or whatever, like it, it, it works in all those different. Maybe you can actually give some examples, because I know you've gone, I've personally seen like four different implementations of Subpack. Right. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the hardware that we have, the products that we have is really just a Trojan horse. Mm -hmm. It's a way of getting the experience to people um, and showing them what the possibilities are. Because um, ultimately, the way that we're going to scale is through licensing our technology and embedding our tech in other people's products, other people's experiences. We effectively supercharge and provide an immersive experience for everyone else's stuff. Mm -hmm. So we have done movie theaters and a great proof of concept that we had in Korea to show that this is you know, a huge value add for the movie theater. We're working with car companies, as I mentioned before, to create an immersive experience within the vehicle. Mm -hmm. Um, we you had a demo this morning where you got a full body uh, experience. This is a, a project called uh, Base Bath, SpaceBath.com, um, which is a wellness experience, mm -hmm. full body uh, implementation of the technology for wellness outcomes. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's it, it goes on and on. VR is an obvious yep. uh, application. Gaming is a is a huge application and one that we're really excited about. Um, to just immerse people into the game and and also to increase uh, how people uh, the, the actual skills of the players. Hundred percent. The you know when you're connected to the game in a physical way, your reaction times are faster. Yeah. And so we did a study uh, with Stanford, and uh, esports scores were twenty percent higher when you were connected to a sub pack. That's incredible. Because your reaction times were that much faster. So, yeah, and it's it, you know the 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 kind of mental math that I do is I say look if the virtual world, metaverse, whatever you want to call it, is going to be a multi-trillion dollar industry. It is ludicrous to think that we only access it through a couple hundred dollar device like our phone, right? Right. right. Like, and, and that's where we leave it, right? Like, I mean, subpacks are still accessible, but like, you know, it makes sense for creators, for example, to, you know, invest into, let's say, music, music producers, right? To invest in uh, technology that helps them make better music. Right. Esports players perform better right? right or how many meditation apps are there now from you know calm intuition and so forth if they want to beat the competition take it to the next level like you got to make a tactile right exactly. like everybody's doing the same thing with just like you know listening and like plugging your headphones um if we're going down this world of like you know a creator economy where a lot of human needs at least in the western world are met and now it's more and more people focus on experiences right well, those experiences ideally should be experienced through more than just a phone screen. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's that extra layer of immersion that it really changes the game. Um, you can be looking at a small screen, you have decent sound, but when you add the the physicality mm -hmm. of the experience, um, it just be, it becomes visceral and and you know it's it's one of those things where it's also addictive. And I, I'll, I'll put a <laughs> warning because it's one of those things when you experience it, you 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 really miss it when it's gone. And so it's, and you want more and more and more of it. Yeah. And it's because it's just, it, it feels good as mm -hmm. well. 
It's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's immersive. It brings you into the experience and, and that is cool, but it also just feels good. Um, it's just more engaging. Like I, I had the similar experience with, um, I don't know if, if the listener ever tried it out, go to YouTube and search 8D music. 8D music is really interesting because it, when you listen to it, it doesn't feel like the music is going in your brain, but it's already in your brain, right? So it's not <laughs> right. coming in, it's already there. It's really strange and it feels like spatial, right? And so the idea of creating more and more spatial auditory experiences, whether that's through the bass that's on your chest or the way the music is engineered, it's just a whole level that it would make sense for a industry as massive as a music industry to yeah. go to. I mean, we, uh, we had a prototype of a vest um, mm -hmm. that it felt amazing. So we could actually move move sensation around you um and so it's i mean ultimately we're just going to continue to find new form factors new places to put it and new applications for it because it's it's so expansive mm -hmm. and it's i mean it's a blessing and it's a curse um there's so many different places where this could go and where it adds value and then you know from a strategic standpoint as a smaller company you had, need to figure out where to where to focus for the next five years, where do you see this whole virtual digital space kind of going? Like, what, what do you think, what, what is something that today seems unusual or crazy that people say like, oh, that's not gonna happen? Where you say that that's for sure going to be common practice five years from now? I mean, I think, I think we're gonna see massive, and it's already starting to happen, so maybe it's not the best answer to this question, but um, massive concerts. Uh, mm -hmm. that are everyone's at home and yep. and at like worldwide scale like huge concerts that are going to be happening um in the metaverse hopefully with sub packs where people are all experiencing and interacting with each other we think that virtual concerts are really going to be the 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 leading edge of how people get into the metaverse mm -hmm. and so we want to play a really important role in that um and yeah i think that's uh i know i'm going to have a lot of fun doing that Oh yeah, and and you guys already have a partnership with Red Pill, which we actually also invested in. Actually, I found them through you. So exactly, exactly. So it's a great implementation, and it's a great combination of the tech. Um, but music is something that just everyone everyone can enjoy, mm -hmm. and so I think um, you know when it comes to mass adoption, this is something that I think um, is really going to help people get into the metaverse and understand what the value is, and uh, understand uh, how important you know physical immersion is within it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. What would be one final piece of advice for any builders in this segment, whether that's in the audio space, metaverse space, um, since you've been you know, operating for a number of years now and have seen the kind of like times when maybe nobody cared about virtual reality and now when it's becoming more and more hot? Yeah. I mean, persistence is a huge part of it. Um, there's been a couple of waves now. Um, you know, the last wave of VR we were very heavily involved in and you know we had the first uh, vr rave that was ever done that was yeah. sub pack enabled um and these things was come, it vr chat or what was that it was through i'm trying to remember who the partner was yeah but it's jamie look it up <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um the wave i think it was called mm -hmm. yeah um which was super cool and and you got a glimpse of where this was all heading mm -hmm. Uh, but the tech just wasn't there on, on the visual side. Mm -hmm. and, um, but that's starting to change, and it's, it's, it's starting to catch up. Um, so this, this next wave we're pretty excited about. I think you, know, you do have to be persistent. You do have to find the right focus. And ultimately, 
it really comes down to finding the right partners, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's investment partners like yourself, um, whether it's, um, you know, other, other companies that you decide to work with. Those are the most meaningful things when you're trying to do something big. Yeah. Um, you need to be able to work well with, with others. You need to be yeah. able to play well with others. And we have a technology that happens to work great with pretty much everything. Yeah. And so, you know, for us, focusing on finding the right partners and really working with them is, is the key. And that would be, that's advice, I think, for, for most companies, um, but ours, ours specifically because of, you know, we're there to supercharge what everyone else already does. Um, 100%. Yeah. And instead of doing it all yourself, find the ones that are already doing it, integrate with them, and exactly. elevate each other's game. Exactly, exactly. And that's definitely the approach. So if you try to do everything yourself, it's it's really hard. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, our goal is to have our logo everywhere. And then when you see it, you'll know you'll be able to have this immersive physical experience. And, um, and we're going to do that by partnering with all the best people out there. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for being on, Todd. And I'm really excited for what we're going to be building in the next few years. It's going to be really cool. And the next time, hopefully, everybody will be listening to us talk. They'll be feeling it as well. They'll feel our voices vibrating <laughs> in the back. <laughs> exactly. Amazing. Well, cool. well, till next time. Until the next time. Cheers. Cheers.